Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Saturday, May the 21st, 2022. It is currently 9.23 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. And unfortunately, I feel that it is necessary to talk about something I absolutely hate talking about. I loathe it. I hate it. I despise it. But I had to talk about it as recently as last, I think it was Sunday afternoon, I had to talk about it. I I am constantly forced to talk about it because I receive emails asking me about it or even someone in my own church asking me about it. I have talked about it multiple times on podcast episodes. Every time I do, I tend to hurt someone's feelings. I tend to make someone upset with me. They, They tend to disagree with me greatly, but... But I I can't change my opinion, and no one has really offered me anything close to a sound theological or biblical reason in which and why I should change my opinion. But you're probably asking, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Well, the thing I absolutely hate talking about, the thing I despise talking about, yet I'm constantly asked about it, is the TV streaming series, The Chosen. The Chosen. I get the email all the time. Have you seen The Chosen? You've got to watch The Chosen. Please watch The Chosen and tell me what you think about it. Oh, The Chosen is great. The Chosen is awesome. It's wonderful. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's 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 revived my spiritual life. It's the most amazing thing. Everyone should see it. Every church should show it. Every Christian should share it with 30 people. The Chosen, The Chosen, The Chosen, The Chosen. You should download the app and watch it. Tell everyone. You need to turn on your microphone and, and tell everyone to go watch The Chosen right now. I, I, I can't even tell you how many different emails I have received in regards to it. And yes, I I, I did watch a, a little bit of, I think, uh, episode one of season one. I think I did watch a little bit of it. I may have watched a couple of more episodes and I've watched clips of it and I've read articles and articles and articles and articles about it. But let me just tell you, here we are, May the 21st, 2022. And my, my, my initial feelings are the same today as they were right from the very beginning, right? And my initial, my initial feelings are the same today as they were initially. I, I have some major issues. I have some major issues. So before we get to the current controversy surrounding the chosen, I, let me just tell you my, my basic issue, the chosen. And a, and a roundabout way is trying to bring the Bible, the New Testament, the Gospels, the story of Jesus to life in a dramatized way for a TV streaming series. Now, if you just listen to yourself, they're going to take the Bible, right? Just, 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 I want you to just think about what, when you're saying that The Chosen is a dramatized TV streaming series where they are bringing the story of Jesus, they're bringing the Gospels to live, you have to know what you are saying. Whether you are, whether you know it or not, what you are saying is that they're going to take, well, artistic license. They're going to obviously add dialogue that's not there in the Bible. They're going to interpret, well, what's, what's written in the page. They're going to interpret it in a way and show it in a way that may completely 
completely change the meaning of the text, right? Because the text sometimes doesn't really give us the emotion. They don't give us the facial expression. But when you add emotion, when you add tone of voice, when you add those types of things, it can change the way you read it. You can be, oh, that's sarcastic. Oh, that was humorous. Oh, and it, but listen what you're doing. You're messing with the word of God. You're adding to it. You are you are completely molding it, shaping it, and you're doing things with it that I believe, well, I don't believe scripture allows you to do that. If we believe the Bible is the inerrant, inspired word of God, if we truly believe that, then we, we, we can't change it. We can't touch it. We can't modify it. All we can do is read it, study it, seek to understand it, and do our best to follow it and obey it. And share it. We're not to be there twisting it and molding it because do we, we've got to make this, we got to make this scene powerful. We've got it. We, you know, it's a, it's a TV streaming series. We got to make, we got to dramatize this. We got to make it compelling. We've got to add music. We've got to do, we've got to add facial expressions, tone of voice, we've inflection. We've got to add all of this to it. And little by little, you're painting over the original. And little by little, the original is getting lost. And the uh, the original is turning into something that it never was. And, and people are like, I love it. I think it's great. And whenever you criticize it, they basically, you can almost hear in their tone of voice, I don't really care what you think. I don't really care what you think. Well, okay, great. You, you asked me, you're the one who brought it up, but you don't have to care what I think because you should care about what God thinks because it's his word. And the Bible seems pretty clear that we're not supposed to be adding and taking away from it. So again, I you just go watch The Chosen. You keep, uh, whatever part of the Bible you are watching being dramatized, you go read. You hit pause on The Chosen. You 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 see which part that they're dealing with. You go read the biblical account. You can read everything in each gospel about that specific account. Then you go watch The Chosen and to take a notebook and write down everything that is added. Everything. Well, that's not in the text, and the text clearly doesn't indicate if that how we're supposed to interpret the tone of voice there. You just start writing down everything that's added or anything that is subtracted. And then ask yourself, is that acceptable? Is that acceptable? And clearly, most Christians in 2022 believe that it's not only is it acceptable, it's great. It's wonderful. It's the greatest thing in the world. And I, I'm sorry, I just have problems with it. If, and I, now, I don't, look, I've, I've always said this. If you get, if you take a novel, I don't care what the novel is, and they make a movie, I don't care if it stays true to the book. In fact, I, I, it doesn't bother me at all. A lot of people will watch, it's, it's so weird. If it's a novel and it goes, and, and someone makes a movie of it, People will get mad. It's it's nothing like the book. They they changed it and they get all upset and mad. Now, when it comes to a normal novel, I don't care. If I want if I wanted the movie to be the novel, I would just go read the novel. Why would why I want to go to the movie and see what I've already read? You can you can change the story, you can modify it. I don't care what you do with it because it's a novel. It's not the inherent word of God. But for some reason, Christians may get upset if their favorite novel gets messed with in a movie. They changed it. It's nothing like the book. But when it comes to the Bible, hey, take all the, the, the artistic license you want. Because we as Christians, we don't really care. As long as it still seems to be. Now, if you take too much artistic license, right? 
If you go to like with the last temptation of Christ, if you go that far with the artistic license, then Christians get mad. Then Christians get upset. But you can take some as long as Christians still feel like, well, it, okay, that maybe that's not in the Bible, but you know, as long as I don't feel like it's going blatantly against my faith, I'm okay with it. But so you're okay with people modifying and changing the Bible? I mean, I just, I, I get so tired of talking about it, but, but Christians get mad when I point this out. And so my, here's my thing. This is what, if you think it's great, wonderful. You, you, if you think it's wonderful, great. But don't ask me, and, and, when, and when people email me, I typically respond, no, I haven't, I haven't watched The Chosen, but I have read the story. Okay. And I study it on a regular and consistent basis. I'm like, you've got to see The Chosen. I'm always like, you do realize I, I, I've read the story, right? You do realize I've read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I've preached well, verse by verse through the entire book of John, that's over four years right there. I've, I've preached from Matthew, Mark, and Luke constantly. But, but you're right. You're right. I probably need to see the church. So it's always weird. Like if I've read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I can't even tell you how many times I've read them, why do you think, why, why are you so like, you've got to see the chosen? I know the story. I know how it begins. I know how it ends. I know the middle. I know, but you want me to watch the dramatized version of it. You want, you want me to watch a dramatized version of it. But what if the dramatized version deviates, even if it's ever so slightly? What if it adds words that are not there, even if it's only for dramatic effect? What if it has things that are nowhere even found in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Why, why doesn't it bother you? But here's my thing. If you want to watch it, by all means, great. Great. I don't, I don't, here's what I don't do. I haven't tried to seek out people who are watching it and then email them going, why are you watching that? You need to stop watching it. No, if you want to watch it, great. I just don't understand why any criticism of it seems to bother people so much. I think some Christians are more bothered by criticism of the chosen than they are a criticism of the word of God. And I know that's a little bit hyperbolic, but that's how it feels sometimes. It's like, wow. I've never seen people so excited <laughs> about the word. Oh, they're excited about the word of God because I guess they don't have to read it. I, I don't know. But God gave us his word in written form, inspired. And, and so th- yeah, there's my issue. But there's another issue surrounding it that has, that has at times, you could say there's been misinformation about it. You could say that there's been conspiracy theories. You could say there's been rumors there's a little bit of truth, there's a little bit of fiction, and that is the chosen and Mormonism. There's been lots of controversy around it, and today, May the 21st, 2022, the creator of the chosen, well, he's offering his final comments about the controversy. Mormonism and the chosen. Now, let me make it very clear. If you've ever spent five minutes studying the theology of Mormonism, you know that anyone who is a Mormon would obviously have to adhere and believe the basic tenets of Mormonism, right? I mean, how can you say, I'm a Mormon, but I don't believe anything it teaches about God or Jesus or the gospel? Because if you look at what Mormonism teaches about God or Jesus 
or the gospel, it's it's not Christianity. It's a, it's a false gospel. It's a false Jesus. It's a false God. It's a denial of the Trinity. It's it's a denial of, of so much about Jesus Christ. It it is a massive problem. So anyone, so the issue is, wait a minute. Anything associated with Mormonism has to be called into question. So what's the possible connection here? What is going on? What, what's, what's happening here? Well, here's the story. It was published today, May the 21st, 2022. And here is the headline. All right, are you ready? Thinking caps on. Now, again, I, I'm not even that interested in its connection with Mormonism because my issue is the chosen adds, manipulates, and does things to the word of God that I think obliterates the actual text or greatly give greatly well, gives you ideas about the text that are not in the text. And I, 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 Christians have enough problems figure. Look, here's my thing. We've got 2,000 years of church history and Christians still can't figure out the text. We still can't agree. We still disagree. The last thing I need is a, you know, well-polished, dramatized version of it that could add even more confusion about the text because we can't even figure it out just reading it. So, so there's my problem. But I'm not that interested in this, but because I know I'm going to get an email or something about it, I just thought I would go ahead and get it out of the way on this Saturday evening. So are you ready? Here we go. Headline. The chosen creator, Dallas Jenkins, clarifies his Mormons are Christians comments. So at some point, this is implying that Dallas Jenkins, the the creator of the chosen, has referred to Mormons as Christians. Now, again, if someone's a Mormon, they're a a member of the Mormon church. They They would have to adhere and acknowledge at least the basic teachings of Mormonism, which is not the Christian God, not the Christian Jesus, not the Christian gospel. It is not Christian. It is other. It is something else. It is a, it is a fraudulent, apostate form of Christianity, all right? It, it is something, it is a corrupted form of Christianity, all right? But so, so why, why would the creator of the chosen say anything like this? And what's going on today? Well, he's going he's gonna to supposedly clarify it today. And according to the video, which I have the audio from here that we're going to play, these are his final comments. So in his mind, this is, he, what he see, says today should end the controversy. Well, let's read a little bit about it. Dallas Jenkins, the creator of the most successful crowdfunding series of all time, The Chosen, says he's setting the record straight for the last time on the matter of whether he believes Mormons are Christians. Now, let's just stop right here. If I'm going to settle it once and for all, here's what I would say. Anyone who holds to the Mormon teaching about the gospel, about God, about Jesus, about salvation, cannot be a Christian. There you go. You can say the Mormon teaching about God, about Jesus, about the gospel, about salvation is, it's, 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 it's apostate. It's wrong. It is not orthodox. It is not in line with biblical Christianity. So anyone who holds to the doctrine and the teaching of the Mormon church cannot be a Christian. There you can be dogmatic because it's a philological test. 
Here's what Mormons teach. Do you believe what they teach? Well, that's not biblical Christianity. You've got a different Jesus, a different God, a different gospel, a different salvation. Clearly, you're not a Christian. You, you could end the controversy in five seconds. What Mormonism teaches is not Christianity. If one holds to that, you can't be a Christian because your belief system is completely opposite of biblical Christianity. You can just be very blunt and very direct about it. So I wonder, since this is his final comments, is he going to be that blunt and that direct? I don't know because, well, you could offend people that you probably need to help continue to support so you can make a new season. You can keep adding season, seasons to the chosen. You can keep adding, I mean, you've got you've got so much you can dramatize in the Bible, right? So we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's going to clarify it this way. Here's the next paragraph. Throughout the years, Jenkins has mentioned that he has friends who belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of of Latter-day Saints, LDS, or Mormonism, or Mormons. Among them being the brothers who launched Angel Studios, the streaming platform behind the chosen. So the very platform that, and, and the words here, the very platform behind the chosen, the very streaming platform behind the chosen was launched by brothers who are Mormons. You, 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 you can draw your own conclusions. You can say, well, that's a good thing. That's a bad thing. It doesn't really matter because we've got to work together. Whatever, whatever, whatever you think. Now, And even though this is true, Jenkins, the son of Jerry B. Jenkins, the writer behind the best-selling Left Behind franchise, has repeatedly said the studio owner's beliefs have nothing to do with the content in the series. Okay, so they may be Mormons, but trust me, it doesn't have anything to do with the content of the series. It doesn't have anything to do with it. The, the, The people who created the studios that's behind the series Trust us, their beliefs in no way, shape, or form influence the content of the series. Okay, that's at least some kind of assurance. You Maybe you agree with it. Maybe you disagree with it. That's on to you. Well, let's continue. In a video posted on YouTube Thursday, so, th- so that video was posted on Thursday, Jenkins addressed various rumors about his views concerning Mormonism and its connection to the chosen a popular multi-season series about the life of Jesus Christ that has been viewed nearly 400 million times worldwide. And whenever you talk about someone, they're like, it's so popular and so many people have watched it. And I'm always thinking, is is that the way we now measure success? But okay, okay. So before we read any more of the article, let's go to the audio of the video. All right, so this is Dallas Jenkins, the creator of The Chosen. Once and for all, the last time he's going to clarify this. He's going to, he's going to put an end to all of this. I'm curious in how he's going to do so. Again, to me, the only acceptable way to end it is simple. Mormonism is, a, is not Christi- Christianity. Mormonism is apostate. Mormonism has a false Jesus, a false God, false understanding of the Trinity, false gospel, false salvation, It's not. So anyone who holds to the doctrine of the Mormon church cannot be a Christian. It's not Christianity. End of story. I mean, it should take, it should take like five seconds 
However, it takes them 16 minutes and 20 seconds. It should literally take like a five minute video. It should literally like, look guys, I know there's a lot of confusion and I'm sorry if I've confused anyone. Let me be clear. Let me be dogmatic. Let me be as direct as I can. He could, he could fix it in minutes. Let's see if he does that somewhere within these 16 minutes. We're going to listen and I'm going to obviously be interrupting and taking it apart. Here we go. Hey there, it's Dallas, and uh, I was hoping that I wouldn't have to do this, but I think because of the growth in awareness of the show around the world, uh, there has also been a significant increase in the number of articles written about it, the number of videos posted, the number of uh, posts done on social media, comments on social media, and um, there has been an increased amount of attention given not only to the show itself lately but to a comment that I made several years ago that I probably need to add a little clarification to and this is what we kind of call the LDS issue the LDS question when it comes to uh, the chosen and uh, the reason that I want to give this uh, statement or this comment um, uh, and have it be my final comment on the matter because I've given dozens and dozens of comments about it that um, seem to be unfortunately ignored by several people um, but uh, it's because I, I, I do believe that it's healthy to, for there to be some level of clarity for people who are wondering about it, because um, it's not my own personal uh, defensiveness that I, that I care about. I'm not, I'm, I don't feel the need to defend myself, but I have had had, I have had had, is that a phrase? I've, I've had multiple friends, multiple viewers of the show reach out and say, is this true? And are you aware that this is out there? And did you say this? And, and, uh, and because of the fact that almost 100% of the people who have commented about this have actually misquoted me, or at the very at the very least, um, gotten it wrong in terms of what I meant and what I what, all the clarity that I've given. I feel like I probably should give you a little bit of clarity because I do think words matter and I do think topics like this are important. So um, I have. It, let's just start with the, the the central question: Is it true that I said? Um, which is what you've seen in some headlines or seen in some some uh, some titles of videos. Dallas Jenkins says, quote, and then it'll say Mormons or LDS, whatever term that they want to use. Mormons and evangelicals love the same Jesus or LDS are Christians. Is it true that I said that? And the answer is no, um, I did not. Now, okay, now according to him, he did not say that. All right, so he could stop here and say, well, it still wouldn't be sufficient. He could say, I did not say it. And then he could go, he could, he, hopefully he's getting ready to tell us exactly what he did say. And then all he has to do is just offer a dogmatic line in the sand. Like I got a pencil here. Here's biblical Christianity. Mormonism is on the other side of that line. It is outside of biblical Christianity based off its doctrine about God, the Trinity, salvation, and the gospel. And we could go on and on and on with many other issues. You could just, you could, you, we could go through all the different deviant um, issues within uh, everything that diverges, that deviates from biblical Christianity. So, so he's saying he did not say that. All right. Okay. So far, so good. I, I got no problem with that. Now, all, so all you have to do is if you said that you're wrong, here's what I actually believe. All right. Now, uh, what I guess what he should do is I didn't say it. Here's what I actually said. And here's what I believe. And 
maybe that would take 16 minutes. So let's see if that's what he does. Here we go. Um, did it appear like I said that? Could it be easily interpreted as me saying that? I think that's true. And I think we can agree that, um, uh, you know, words matter, nuance matters. And um, I probably could have given more context and clarity. Um, okay, so whatever he did say, even he acknowledges it could be interpreted that way. And even he acknowledges I should have offered more clarity. Well, here is your opportunity. You have the opportunity of a lifetime. You can clarify this once and for all, and then everyone can go to bed completely comfortable that the chosen and the creator of the chosen clearly has a theological position that understands the doctrine of Mormonism is not Christianity, all right? So here we go, all right? Here we go. He, this is his opportunity. He's going to finally clarify so that he can get rid of all of this misunderstanding. That I'm, then that I'm giving now. Um, you know, I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of interviews and written thousands of things about my faith and about the faith of others. And um, I try very hard to be nuanced. I try very hard to make, to, to, to be cautious and wise and clarifying about every word that I use. But I don't always succeed. And I think this is, I think it's fair to say that this is one where um, I don't take back what I said, but I could have given it um, a little bit more clarity. Um, I think it's also true that it would be a problem if I actually said those words definitively. If I actually made the statement, um, evangelicals and LDS love the same Jesus, or LDS are Christians, that would be a problem, and here's why. Not because there aren't LDS folks who are Christians, and not because there aren't LDS and evangelicals who love the same Jesus, but because it would be wrong of me to ever say that any one group believes any one thing altogether. Um, oh, boy. We're going to play this little game. We're going to play this little game. Hey, it would be wrong for me to say every Mormon believes... I can't say that every Mormon believes the same thing. I can't say that every LDS... So it would be wrong for me to ever imply that any group, every, any one group, believe, everyone within that group believes the same thing. Right? That's just, this is just a ducking and dodging the issue. Come on, just stand up and say the teaching of the Mormon church. Look, it's in writing. You've got the Doctrines and Covenants, Pearl of Great Price, the Book of Mormonism, the Book of Mormon. I mean, just, just speak up. I mean, it, it's, it's, this is this little like, you know, well, you know, I can't say that everyone over there, I can't say everyone over there. Okay, you're right. You may have Mormons who who somehow they go against the teaching of the Mormon church. And then I would have a question. So you have a Mormon who rejects the Mormon teaching on Jesus. They reject the Mormon teaching on God. They reject the Mormon teaching on the Trinity. They reject the Mormon teaching on the gospel. Then why are they Mormons? <laughs> If they reject everything the Mormon church teaches, why are they Mormon? But the issue, the issue is we, you can play this little game, but oh, you're still dodging the central issue. Do you acknowledge that the teaching of the LDS church is not orthodox? It is heretical. It is apostate 
by any definition of historical biblical Christianity. It goes against the Nicene Creed. It goes against the Athanasian Creed. We can go with creeds, confessions of faith, and ultimately it goes against the word of God. But he's going to play the game. Well, I can't say that everyone, okay, man, I, I hope, I hope he's going to do better than this because this is going to leave me even more frustrated with this never, I mean, man, the love affair with people in this, this show. I'm just, you just, you should see of all, uh, probably in the last two years, the number one email I get is, have you seen the chosen? Have you seen the chosen? Have you done an episode about the chosen? You got to let everyone know. You got to tell everyone. And it's like, what in the world? And as soon as I'm like, I say anything that lets them know that I'm not excited about it, or I'm not going to promote it, that you can, you can, you can almost watch the number of subscribers and followers start dropping because they get mad and they get offended. And it's like, so I have to be as excited about a dramatized version of the Bible that's not even true to the Bible as you are? <laughs> You're more worried about my love, my my dislike of a TV series than you are even worried about my doctrine, my theology, or my love for the Word of God. That's bizarre to me. That is just bizarre. But okay, here, here we go. Here we go. Let, let's listen to more of this. Let's see if he continues to play this little game here. That is just a level of arrogance that I don't have. Uh, and it's something that I actually believe has been a problem over the years with many people is whatever uh, title or label that someone has had assigned to them or that they've assigned themselves or whatever group that they're part of that we oftentimes will, um, will label the entire group as having a particular belief or a particular personality. I don't know if you understand this, Mr. Creator of the series, The Chosen, but you do realize that I, I, that denominations and that churches have, I don't know, these things called confessions of faith, authoritative text, authoritative doctrinal positions. I, I, let's just, um, let's just do something here. I'm just going to, I'm going to do something here. I could be wrong. Okay, hang on. Okay, hang on here. All right, the Church of, okay, I just clicked on the website, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I can meet with missionaries online or in person. Man, they used to come to my house all the time, and then they, I guess, sent out a message like, hey, hey, stop going to that house, uh, because they would, and then here where they have our beliefs. Oh, wait, so I can immediately go to churchofjesuschrist.org, Right? Jesus, uh, churchofjesuschrist.org. And guess what I find? They tell us what they believe. Oh, so you're telling me that it's wrong to identify someone who's a member of a group by the very belief system that that group gives to itself, <laughs> right? Okay. What, what kind of a ridiculous answer is it? Hey, I can't say, I can't, you know, people are labeled Mormons. I can't label them about what they believe. The, the, their church labels what they believe. <laughs> so, so look, forget the individual. Is Mormonism Christianity? Why don't you say that? Right? Forget the individual since you don't want to offend any individuals. 
Just go after the doctrine of the LDS church. Is it consistent with historical biblical Christianity? or And is it false? Is it apostate? Can you answer that? But hey, this is his last answer. So this is going to be his definitive answer. So far, he's just dodging. He's just dodging. Hey, it would be arrogant for me to label them with a belief system. They label themselves with a belief system. LDS has a belief system. It would be just as dumb for me to say that all LDS are Christians as it would be to say that all evangelicals are Christians or that all Catholics are Christians or any other faith tradition. And it would also be dumb of me to say that none are. That's also a level of arrogance that I don't possess. I happen to be speaking about, and when I've talked about my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I've talked about those LDS folks that I know who love the same Jesus I do, I'm referring to some of the friends that I have who I How can they be members of the LDS church and love the same Jesus? The LDS church doesn't believe in the same Jesus. Let's just look at a couple of their teachings. You said the same Jesus? Here's what LDS teaches about Jesus. Jesus, the first spirit to be born in heaven was Jesus. The first spirit to be born in heaven was Jesus. Wait, what? That's from Mormon Doctrine, page 129. Jesus and Satan are spirit brothers, and we were all born as siblings in heaven to them both. Journal of Discourse, volume 6, page 8. Gospel Through the Ages, page 15. Jesus' sacrifice was not able to cleanse us from all our sins. Journal of Discourse, volume 3, uh, page 247. Therefore, we know that both the Father and the Son are in form and stature, stature perfect men. Each of them possess a tangible body of flesh and bones. The birth of the Savior was natural, as are the births of our children. It was the result of natural action. He partook of flesh and blood, was begotten of his Father, and as we were of our fathers. Jesus was begotten by his father as literally as he was conceived by his mother. Christ was not begotten of the Holy Ghost. Christ was begotten of God. He was not born without the aid of man, and that man was God. Elohim is literally the father of the spirit of Jesus Christ and also of the body in which Christ performed his mission in the flesh. Right? There's just a bunch, and I could read the, the, the sources for each one of those. You can look these things up. These are basic issues. Now, I know some Mormonism like, well, we don't really actually, they always play these games um, whenever they come to your house because they've come to my house multiple times. Usually it comes with two, and then they leave, and then they come back with that four or five, and then one time they came up with a van of people to my house. They made, they, well, it was just absolutely just crazy the things they were saying. And um, But at first, I always very polite, and I let them give their I let them give their spill. I let them do their thing. And then I start asking questions and asking more questions and more questions and more questions because they always want to start off like basically we're a Christian and you're a Christian. Well, if we're both Christians, then why are you in my house trying to convert me? <laughs> Get out. Like, like if we're both Christians, then go find the non-Christian. So already it starts off already. Okay, yeah. I mean, Mormon missionaries have made it a, 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 a very successful mission field of going after people who are parts of other churches. Well, if you believe they're a Christian, why are you why are you trying to convert them? Why are you trying to get them to come to your church? If my church is Christian and your church is Christian, 
then, then okay, well, we can, we can get to all kinds of issues. But the point is, how can someone a part of that church who believes those kinds of things, and we could go to the Trinity and all of the other issues with a book, uh, with Mormonism, um, what, how, how could they believe in the same Jesus? But you're still dodging it. Forget the individuals. I want you to say that Mormonism has a false Jesus, a false God, and a false Trinity, and a false gospel. And if you're unwilling to say that, then you're not, you're not being honest at all. You're dodging the question. You don't want to offend people because you're, you're, you need money to make your next season. That's what it comes out down to. That's what it feels like. Because anyone could just say, hey, Mormonism, and if you believe Mormonism is Christianity, well, then you clearly believe all, everyone else on the evangelical side are not Christians because they're two completely opposing doctrinal systems. They're night and day different. They're not even close to the same. It's, oh man. Okay, let's go. Let's, let's continue here. Identify as LDS, who I've gotten to know very deeply over the last few years in particular, and have had hundreds of hours of conversations with, and I stand by the statement that those friends of mine that I'm referring to absolutely love the same Jesus that I do. Now, okay, so either the Mormons are not believing in the doctrine of their church, or you need to clarify what Jesus you believe. Maybe we, what we need here is let's not, we don't need a clarification in your statement about Mormonism. Maybe we need a clarification in what Jesus you believe in since you're making a show. I don't know about Jesus. I don't know. Maybe the person who's created the show about Jesus. Maybe we should know exactly what Jesus you believe in because now I've got some questions because you you believe in the same Jesus as Mormons believe in. I'm 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 very concerned. Forget the Mormons, I'm concerned about you. You spent hundreds of hours and they they never referred to the Jesus of the Book of Mormon, the of doctrines and covenants or any of the actual authoritative scripture for their church. They got different authority. I mean, what in the world are you talking about? If you believe in that Jesus, then the Jesus of chosen is called into question just from this statement. You're the creator of a show about Jesus, and you just confessed that you believe in the same Jesus as your Mormon friends. Well, then you need to define what Jesus you're talking about, and then I want to know... Someone just said, apparently there's an epidemic of covert Christians uh, covering as <laughs> covering as Mormons. What in the world? Exactly. I guess there's all these all these you know, covert. They're, they're Christians, but they're undercover, and they're 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 undercover, and they're pretending to be Mormons. I, I didn't even know this. I I was shocked by this as well. I I was I'm completely confused and baffled by this. Uh, but yeah, okay, whatever. The, this is this is becoming more frustrating by the second. This really is. But now, now my issue is, okay, you're going to make a video. Obviously, you know how to make a video, obviously, right? You're, you're the creator of a entire dra- dramatized version of the New Testament or, or at least the Gospels or part of the Gospels. I don't know how far you've made it. I don't even know how many seasons you're on anymore, but okay. Clearly, you know how to make videos. So could you make a video presentation? Tell me exactly what Jesus you believe in. 
And I would really love that your Mormon friends are there when you make the video, because I would like for them to give affirmation that they believe in the same Jesus. And I want to know what LDS church they go to, because I want to contact that church and say, hey, you got members of your church that outright reject your teaching. Okay, so, but I, 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 I don't think we're going to get to that level of, of clarity. All right, but let's, let's go. We got 11 minutes here. Let's finish this up. You may still go, well, that can't be true. That can't be true. Um, and that's your right to think that. Um, but it's not fair to say, oh, then you are now speaking about everybody. Um, I know plenty of evangelicals um, who I would say don't know the same Jesus that I do and don't love the same Jesus that I do. Um, but I was speaking about some friends that I have. So, you know, evangelicals who don't believe in the same Jesus as you, but you know Mormons who do believe in the same Jesus as you. So that would seem to imply to me that you have more in common with Mormons who believe in Jesus than some evangelicals who believe in Jesus. I don't know if you're clarifying anything. What you're telling me is I don't know what Jesus you believe in. That's that's what I, we, we need to know here. That yeah, this, is, this is getting more confusing by the second. And I was also speaking... Uh, uh, about Jesus of Nazareth, the Jesus of the Gospels, the Jesus that uh, we're portraying in the show. And um, I do believe and do stand by that statement. Now, um, I, like I said, we can't agree that it would be problematic for me to make that sweeping statement. Now, you're saying you're speaking of the Jesus that you're presenting in the show. All right, now, if you're speaking of the Jesus which you're presenting in the show, now we've got a big issue. I've got, I, now, red sirens are going off everywhere, right? I mean, sirens are going off everywhere, okay? I, I don't even, I don't even have sound effects here. Do I have a sound effect? We, yeah, we have this. That's a lightning strike, okay? Because, wait a minute. So you're telling me that there's evangelicals who don't believe in the same Jesus as you, but your Mormon friends believe in the same Jesus as you, and you're talking about the Jesus that you're presenting in your show. Okay, well, I, I need to know exactly what Jesus you're presenting because now you're really making me worried. If Mormons are more in agreement with you than some evangelicals you know, <laughs> look, there, there are some basic elements. I, I don't know if you are aware of the Christological heresies that's happened in church history. We could go through all of those Christological heresies, but there is a definitive doctrine about Jesus, the eternal son of God, or do you believe he was the first spirit born in heaven. Is he the eternal son of God? Or do you believe his soul was eternal? Like you can go into Mormonism where they believe all souls are eternal. But was Jesus, we, yeah, we could go, I mean, we it could get some really wacky stuff, but we need to determine that. Second person of the Trinity, one God, three distinct persons who are co-equal and co-eternal. One God, three distinct persons. Well, obviously Mormonism doesn't believe that. I need to know. I need to know what you believe about your Jesus that you're presenting in the film that everyone tells, or the, in the series that everyone keeps telling me, you've got to watch it. You've got to, have you seen it? Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's so good. It's so great. And, and I, every time I look at him, I'm like, you do realize I got the story right here. But, but whenever I say that, people just get like offended by that. But I, well, you can see why maybe I want to stick with the Bible because here I don't really understand the creator of the show 
speaking of the same Jesus he's presenting in the series, just told me that Mormon friends he have has, they believe in the same Jesus. But evangelicals he knows doesn't believe in the same Jesus. We, we, need, we need some clarification. We need some serious clarification. Well, he's got 11 minutes. Let's see if he will clarify it in 11 minutes. And um, if, if, if I was doing that, and if it came across like I was, and that was, um, that was a mistake, and it shouldn't have come across that way. Um, but I've also given many, 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 many comments about it and clarified it over the course of the last couple of years. They're all easy to find. You can find it. There's multiple videos out there about that. I hope that you'll consider those as you uh, consider the totality of my statements. Now, what I believe is more important than that is the content of the show, because um, anyone who is worried about some of the things I say outside of the show, um, anything that I say outside of the show is going to be seen and heard a fraction of um, uh, of the amount that the show is. So the content of the show, which I think is far more relevant to this discussion, is what I think should be most paramount because, um, like I said, that's, gonna, that's, that's in every country in the world now and be seen by lots of people. And uh, as I've said many, many times, the content of the show has zero influence or input from any formal faith tradition or church. None. I'm a conservative evangelical. I believe in the inerrancy of scripture. I believe in the supremacy of God's word. I believe in uh, the Holy Trinity. I believe in uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Um, and I uh, believe that Jesus is the Son of God and all of those things, all of the core tenets of scripture. Okay. If you believe all of that, then you have to know Mormonism rejects the things you've just announced. And you've already said that the Jesus you're talking about is the one presented in the film. Now you're saying, well, the Jesus that's presented, or I keep saying the film, the series, is is not necessarily have anything to do with the comments you make outside. Okay, I'm, but but I'm trying to follow this. This is where you're. This is it sounds like a politician is what this sounds like. I you can just be dogmatic here. And, and the more dogmatic you are, the more you're separating yourself from Mormonism. But you've already told me that there's that Mormons believe in the same Jesus, but you have evangelicals who don't believe in the same Jesus. I'm I'm really you you when you make comments like this, you've got to clarify exactly what you believe about Jesus. And if you go with a more historical evangelical answer, well, then you've just told me that Mormonism is not Christianity. Why can't you say that? And I believe that uh, my job, um, as it says, uh, when, we, when they, uh, someone shared this with me once about the FBI, that um, when the FBI is studying counterfeit and being trained in how to, uh, how to spot counterfeit dollars, um, they don't study the hundreds of different counterfeits. Uh, there's too many, and, and they, can't, they, can't, they can't figure all, them all out. They just get to know really well the real thing. And they get to know the real thing so well that they can spot a counterfeit easily. And that is, I believe, my job in my personal life. I believe that is your job as well, is to get to know the authentic Jesus. And I completely agree that we should get to know the real Jesus as talked about right here in the Word of God. And so whenever I watch a show that adds words <laughs> and add things to the story, it's really quick for me to realize that's not in the Bible. <laughs> so I, I just, I think maybe your argument actually goes against 
your show, but but hey, according to most Christians, it doesn't matter. You've got to you've you. I, I I I've even had Christians tell me, but it's a TV show. They've got to add stuff, and you're like, do you hear what you're saying? You're adding a story about the Bible. It's 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 not just your favorite novel. It's the Word of God. It's so weird. It, this whole discussion about the chosen is just. It's it's like whenever people start talking to me, it's like we're talking different languages. It's it's so weird. It's so weird. But okay, this is just, I agree. So then tell me who the authentic Jesus is. And I guarantee you, if a Mormon going with the teaching of the Mormon church gives me their authentic Jesus and someone who's not a Mormon from historical biblical Christianity gives their uh, idea of the authentic Jesus, they're not going to be the same. (laughs) They're not going to be the same. Because they're not the same, right? The real Jesus as much as humanly possible. And um, so when it comes to the content of the show, it's not my job uh, in the show or outside of the show to try to give you all of the different versions of uh, Jesus or the, or the wrong things that people say about it. It's my job, um, both as a believer, as, but also as, um, oh, sorry about my phone here, um, both as a believer and as the creator of a show that's being seen by so many, to try to get that right, to try to portray Jesus accurately. And particularly also in our Bible studies and our devotional books and our kids' books, and we have tons and tons of material that we're putting out, it's very important to get that right. And that content of the show is where I believe um, you're going to see the, well, not I believe, I know, you're going to see um, the totality of, or at least um, uh, the totality of my beliefs about Jesus of the Gospels and, and, and Jesus of Nazareth. Someone just said, and I suppose he is presenting the real Jesus to through uh, to us through his creative cinema. Yeah, I know this. Yeah, this is completely laughable. Hey, if you want to see the real Jesus, you can watch The Chosen and you can buy our study guides and you can buy all of our material. You, if you buy, if you watch The Chosen and buy their material, you'll get the real authentic Jesus, even though the creator of the show has already acknowledged that he worships the same Jesus as many Mormons, but he doesn't worship the same Jesus as some evangelicals. <laughs> okay. And he, and he, but yet yeah, he, he then tried to rattle off some things. You know, I believe in the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He didn't, he didn't even give us a definition of the Trinity. What does that mean? I believe in the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay. I need one God, three distinct persons. One God, three different modes, which is modalism. Are you going with a modalism? I, I, like, are you going with a oneness idea? What are you do? What are you doing here? But yeah, he didn't even try to clarify anything. He's just like, hey, I can't say all Mormons believe in the wrong Jesus, but you can say that Mormonism teaches a wrong Jesus, right? Can't you? Or or you just can't do that, all right? But so here we go. Um, but I want to make another very, very important point. Um, and that is that the show is not a replacement for Scripture. Now, why do I bring that up, even though I've said that many, many times? I'm bringing that up because I think it's very dangerous for anyone, not only to take what I say out of context, but also to think of what I say as having supreme influence in their lives. Um, and... That's not to dismiss my role as the as the creator of this show, and I, and I recognize that um, that's a significant role, and I also recognize that it is doesn't free me from uh, from criticism, and it and it's not it's not uh, it wouldn't be right for me to kind of dismiss 
the fact that, well, I'm not your pastor, so therefore I can say what I want and I don't need to be as wise or as cautious as a pastor does. I think we all need to be wise and cautious. But it is true that I am not your pastor. And I want to make it very, very clear that um, when it comes to um, what we need for our relationship with God, um, the number one thing is God's word. And um, now, is that all we need? Now, Scripture is sufficient, and and uh, and I think that it's the vast majority of what we need, but I think also we do need interpretation sometimes. Where does that interpretation come from? Well, it can come from the Holy Spirit, but it can also come from the local church. And oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> the Bible is sufficient, but we need more. We need interpretation, and the interpretation comes from the Holy Spirit. And the church. Okay, now I have to ask, could it come from the Mormon church? That would be relevant to the conversation that you're trying to clarify, right? Can the Mormon church give us an interpretation? But the whole idea that interpretation comes from the Holy Spirit, not only is it laughable, it's ridiculous, it is absolutely, completely proven that that is of no value. And here's the reason why. Well, first of all, here's the danger of it. If I say, if I read the Bible right now, someone uh, someone was talking about Matthew 24 earlier. Um, if I go to Matthew 24 and look at that passage and go, well, okay, the Holy Spirit told me it, it means this, then I'm telling you that my interpretation is in fallible because it came from the spirit of God. It came from the third person of the Trinity. Whenever someone says that this is what God showed them a text mean, they're, they're arguing for an infallible interpretation because it came from God. Do you understand how utterly dangerous and ridiculous that is? The Holy Spirit showed me what the text means. Well, then I can't correct you because I would be correcting the Holy Spirit. So not only that, that's ridiculous. Number two, if the Holy Spirit's the one giving us interpretation, why 2,000 years later, there's no agreement on, all prom on almost any version, any, any interpretation of any scripture. There's just disagreement, disagreement, disagreement. So it doesn't even work there from just a logical perspective. Number one, you'd be claiming that your interpretation is from God, which would make it infallible. Number two, if the Holy Spirit's giving us the interpretation, there would be agreement of, of after 2,000 years of church history. We could just write one commentary, right? God, give me the interpretation. I'll write it down. We've got one commentary inspired by the Holy Spirit. There we have it. The end. Everyone agrees with the same thing. But no, it doesn't work that way, right? Because person A claims that the Holy Spirit gave them an interpretation, which is different than person B. So who heard the Holy Spirit? All right. That's just, it's just ridiculous. It's meaningless. It's vanity of vanity of vanity of vanity of vanity of vanities. And not only that, you're claiming that you know what the interpretation is by something that you feel inside, something that comes from within inside of you. And you already know what's inside of you, which is sin, which is going to corrupt whatever comes from within inside of you. So there's just a million problems with everything he is saying. So here's the thing. If the Holy Spirit's giving you an interpretation, was he giving your Mormon friends the exact same interpretation about who Jesus is? And again, if you're going to say it comes from the Holy Spirit and the church, I do believe the church obviously provides an interpretation. The interpretation comes from the study of God's word. But can the Mormon church, can the Catholic church give that interpretation? 
churches that have a theological doctrinal system that's 100% opposed to what you claim to believe as an evangelical Christian, which you've already claimed that your Mormon friends believe in the same Jesus, but you know evangelicals who don't. Are those evangelicals who don't believe in the same Jesus the ones who go to your church? Like, I, this is this is not add one even ounce of clarity or clarification to this issue. The local church, I believe, is what God has given us to be the primary resource in our lives for discipleship. Now, there's Bible reading, which, of course, is number one, and the Bible is God's word and is all we need uh, for instruction and for doctrine. But our local church should always be uh, have, have the number one role in your life for discipleship and for going uh, even deeper. And that's why we have sermons, is because a lot of times pastors, hopefully Bible-believing pastors, are giving us context and clarity and historical context and biblical context to bring us even closer to God's word and to understand it even more. I should always rank below your pastor <laughs> uh, when it comes to influence. And so there are going to be things that I say over the course of the years that even if they're not taken out of context or not misquoted, uh, are still something that you might disagree with or something your church might disagree with or something that's just outright wrong. I'm sure that I'm, I'm going to do that in the many, many things that I say. Uh, I won't always uh, be right, and I also won't always word things properly. And so please always, always, always check the show. Check me against Scripture and against your local church. Um, and your pastor should be that primary influence in your life uh, for discipleship, not me. Now, that said, I do believe that the show and our devotional books and our Bible studies can be effective tools. Um, and we've heard from thousands of churches and even pastors who've said that, who've thanked me personally for the fact that they uh, like um, worship music or like a painting or like a movie or like a devotional book or anything that, that we've been able to give them even more tools in their toolbox that they might not be able to produce themselves that can bring that, bring their congregants to the totality of God's word and the totality of, an, of a relationship with Christ. A dramatized show can bring people to the totality of God's word and that dramatized show adds things to the story of God's word. Christianity is so messed up in 2022. Oh my goodness. I don't even have words. You know, if they want the totality of God's word, it's right here. There's the totality of God's word. Hear it? Hear it? That's the totality of God's word right there. Genesis to Revelation. The totality is not going to be found in a dramatized show that adds dialogue and adds shades of of, of meaning and all kinds of other things to the very text. That's not the totality. That's something in addition to that's never a part of the original. Let me clarify that. I didn't mean to say the totality of God's word includes those things. But God's word is total, so I want to be very clear. I meant the totality of our relationship with Christ. And God's word is the number one thing by far. But the okay, so not the totality of God's word, but the totality of our Christian life? So the show brings people to the totality of the Christian life. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to follow this. All right, let, let, let's continue. These other things can help us and can help be tools. But I always want to make sure that I'm, my role in society or in the Christian faith is right-sized. And, uh, and, and if I do say something sloppy or I do say something that's even wrong, that that never um, replaces 
um, what uh, should be the supreme um, authority in your life. And that is, number one, God's word. Um, after, of course, uh, <laughs> the Holy Spirit. So, all right, wait. The Holy, the scriptures after the Holy Spirit? So the supreme authority is the Spirit, Holy Spirit, then the scriptures? I, like, he's all over the place. And, and if the scriptures are the supreme authority, then how about Mormons who, ha who have other sources of authority? The prophet? Doctrines of Covenant? Book of Mormon? Pearl of Great Price? I mean, you, you're here trying to clarify your comments about Mormonism. Now it just seemed like you placed the Spirit above the Word of God. Just seemed like you placed the Spirit above the Word of God is what it appears like you just did. Like, I, we're almost at an hour, so I can't just continue to parse this and try to take it apart. But he just keeps making these comments that, like, the more he talks, the more confusing it gets. And this is his final statement to clarify everything. This is not clarifying anything. Where do I stand on some of these issues? And why don't I give more clarity uh, in general about what I believe about all these different faiths? And um, I want to say something that I, I want to make sure comes across properly. So, so hear me carefully, and, uh, and I want to make sure that my tone is gracious. Um, I do believe it's a problem when people publicly state what they believe about your heart and mind based on something that they may have heard or may have read or even something that they heard accurately, but they did not do the work to find out what the context and clarity is. I do think that's a big problem. And it's not, it's not, it doesn't hurt me personally when a stranger assesses my heart and mind um, and when they do it publicly even. It doesn't hurt me personally, but I do believe it's a societal problem. And I believe that if you're someone who hears a sentence or a paragraph and then makes an assessment about someone's heart and mind and the totality of their belief system or the danger or lack thereof of their entire faith or of their entire perspective or their entire work. I believe that is lazy. I believe it's intellectually immature. I believe it can be deceptive because um, it has been very, very deceptive. I've seen extraordinarily deceptive things written about me that have confused a lot of people. Now, to be fair, I've probably said some things that have been confusing as well, and that's on me to, to try to give that clarity. He does have to realize something here, okay? Because he's seeming to get really bothered by this. Let me remind you of something, sir. Let me, let me remind you of something. You've made a dramatized version of about Jesus that's been viewed more than 400 million times worldwide. So you are literally, you've made a show about Jesus that's been viewed over 400 million times and you keep making theological comments that are all over the place. You, you won't, you can't, you seem unwilling to just say Mormonism is not biblical Christianity. You seem even unwilling to say that. So yeah, well, there's going to have to be some assumptions made. There's going to have to be some things that we have to try to figure out because sir, you are now one of the leading preachers with your show about Jesus. You're one of the leader, leading teachers about Jesus because you're making a show that supposedly is an accurate representation of what's in the Word of God. So yeah, I think, I think it's perfectly okay to call into question, hey, what does the creator of this show actually believe? I think it's perfectly okay because you are preaching and teaching. Because you're, you, you're, you're, you're producing Bible study guides. You're producing devotional materials, even for kids. And you're producing a show that's been viewed over 400 million times, which you would claim is an accurate representation of, of the story of Jesus. 
Yeah, I think we need to know what the creator believes about the Jesus, which he's making a show about. Because you've now just told us that you were, you, you, you have Mormon friends that you follow the same Jesus, but you've got evangelical friends who you don't follow their Jesus, which only confuses the story even more. But uh, I should never, ever, and no, no, nor should you or anyone else, say something that is so out of context and so uh, uh, and, and is such an exaggeration or such a um, a stereotyping of the comment that it can actually uh, d- deceive people from what is actually true. And so I would hope that in the context of all that we've all the materials that we've provided and all of the things that I've said, that um, that you would, if you're especially going to make a public statement. Or if you're going to hear a public statement and then make an assessment, I would just ask for the same level of nuance and thoroughness and grace that we try to give and that we should all give each other as we make these assessments. So I think what I'm hearing is you want me to be very accurate and reporting what you say. You don't want me to deviate. You don't want me to add. And you don't want me to subtract. When it comes to your word, I would ask, if you make a show about Jesus, you do not add or subtract from the word of God. Wow, I, I think we have, a, a, we have an agreement. You want your words to be respected. You want your words to be accurately represented. You want your words not to be added to or subtracted from. I, I can appreciate that. And I also expect that Jesus and his words are the same and are accurate and the word of God is presented with the same level of respect and accuracy. Is, is that too much to ask? When it comes to God's word, we're always talking about the totality of scripture. And when there's a scripture that's out of context or a scripture that we don't quite understand, what do we do? Do we just make a sweeping judgment about the entire Bible like some people do? No. We judge it against other things, and then we come to a to, we come to an understanding of the totality of it, and that is what I believe we owe each other as well. And so, um, just as, as a societal problem that we have, I hope that we can take the lead and not not uh, kind of fostering this tribalism that I see so common, where it's like, all right, we are in one group, and if we and if you say something, even one thing that violates what we understand or we believe or we agree with, then you are no longer in that group and you must now be considered dangerous or you must now be considered a part of another group. And uh, I believe... Yeah, Mormonism is another group. Not because of what we say, but because of what they confess. What they confess. They confess to be a part of another tribe. I look, I, I don't like tribalism any more than you. I would, I would absolutely love that we were all on the same side, but they have an actual doctrinal statement that is opposed to biblical Christianity. If they're right, I'm wrong. If we're right, they're wrong. There is no middle ground. There is no shades of gray here. It's black and white. It's definitive. That's why their more their missionaries come knock on my door and try to convert me because they know, and I'll let them know. I'll, I'll at some point in our conversations, I'll let them know that I'm a Christian. I go to a church, or or, or that they'll come in and see a Bible or whatever. And and but they they don't care. I've got to become a Mormon. I got to become a Mormon. I got to become a Mormon. Well, isn't that tribalism? They want me to join their tribe. 
Hey, instead of worrying about tribalism, how about you worry about philological clarity, considering you're making a show about, I don't know, a Jesus, which we don't really know which Jesus you believe in, that's been viewed by 400 million people, and you're also producing devotional guides and, and Bible studies. Yeah, I, I think I have every right to be critical of that. All right, you're just not some guy sitting at home that people are picking on. You're in some cases, you're the mega church. You're you're a mega ministry. Oh, and you and not only that, you're funded by people giving you money. I believe that that's uh, really problematic, and like I said, I believe it's intellectually lazy. And so, if you would like to know where I stand on Jesus and where I stand in my faith, there's plenty out there. And it's un, and, and I'm gonna, again, I say this respectfully. It's not my job to clarify every single wrong thing that someone has said. Every time they say something wrong or if they say something out of context, people can't be uh, expected to try to address all of those things. All I can hope for is that you will look at all of the things that I've said and go, okay, he's clarified, he's made, uh, okay, this might have not been said properly, but this thing was, and it made it makes more sense when I look at it. And I can look at um, his life and look at his work and go, okay, flawed, sinful human being, but uh, but probably more much 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 more in line with where I stand than than I might have thought based on one um, one comment that uh, might have been taken out of context. So hope that makes sense. Hope that gives you a little bit of uh, clarity on the issue. And I do ask that if we publicly disagree in the future, that you uh, like if you consider yourself someone who is a shepherd of people who needs to um, to uh, to kind of caretake uh, whether it's uh, your church or your YouTube channel. Um, and uh, or if you're someone who's just commenting online, I, I just ask that we all try to be as respectful as possible, that we give each other, like I said, the consideration and grace. And uh, I do so appreciate uh, those of you who are just digging so deeply into scriptures um, and digging so deeply into the relationship with God because of the show. That is ultimately the end game. The show is not the end game. The show is merely a tool. The show is merely a step. Um, it's merely one aspect of a, a an approach that we have to get closer to God and uh, deeper into God's word. And um, and I appreciate that you've been doing that with us. And I hope that we'll continue to do it and continue to do our best to uh, pursue truth uh, mixed with grace. So thank you so much for your time. I, I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, it... it the whole thing is just, it's just crazy. So basically when it all comes down, if you want to know what I believe about Jesus, you go find it because I've said it somewhere. Here's my final statement on, on all of it. I'm telling you that I believe in the same Jesus as some Mormons. I don't believe in the same Jesus as some evangelicals, but I'm not going to bother to tell you in my final definitive clarification, which Jesus I believe in. It's out there somewhere. It's out there somewhere of what I believe. You go find it. You go find it. You, you couldn't just give me a, a basic summary. You, you couldn't just clearly say, could, how about you say this? The Jesus, th this would have been very simple. It would have only taken you about 15 seconds. Let me say, the Jesus I believe in is not the Jesus that is taught by the Mormon church. Or the Jesus I believe in is consistent with the teaching of Jesus of the Mormon church. That's all you have to say. But you could not do that. But you did tell me that you believe in the same Jesus as many of your Mormon friends, but you don't believe in the same Jesus as some evangelicals you know. And that's supposed to fix everything. 
and but you want us to be very accurate with your words. <laughs> but by the person who's made a show that's dramatized the words of Jesus. It, yeah. Okay. There you have it. I don't, did that, did that resolve it for you? Are you satisfied? M- maybe you are. I mean, look, the people who love the show, they're going to keep loving the show. It doesn't matter. Right now, the creator of the show could come out and say, I don't even believe Jesus existed. I don't even believe he rose from the dead. And, and the people are, oh, I love the show. I love the show. It, it, I cried. I laughed. I was moved. I, I've heard the, like, over the top, like, dramatic testimonials of how the show is the greatest thing in the history of mankind. Those people are not going to change their mind. They're not. It doesn't matter. They love the show. Fine. Love it. Great. This is in the news. I just get, I wanted you, instead of telling you, taking little tidbits of what he said, I wanted you to hear everything he said. You've heard it. You make your own determination. If you say, so what do you think about the chosen? Well, Okay, someone says, I'm not satisfied. The whole thing is disturbing, literally disturbing. Okay, well, I, I agree with you, but the people who love the show are going to love the show. But here's my take. Here's my take. I've, I've said, you watch the show and you see what's been added to the word of God. And if that doesn't bother you, then okay, that, that, that's on you. But don't look to me like I'm doing something wrong by saying, I don't need the chosen I got the word of God right here. I know how the story starts. I know the middle of the story. I know how the story ends. I've got it right here. And it's taking me all of my life, my my entire adult life, no matter how many schools I've gone to, how many seminaries, how many Bible colleges, how many Bible institutes, no matter how many things I've accomplished and done and trying to learn the Bible, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure out Matthew 24 after almost eight weeks studying it. I'm still trying to figure out 2 Thessalonians. I'm still trying to figure out all kinds of things. Every night, every day, I have a devotional study. I'm still trying to figure this out. The last thing I need is a dramatized version of this that adds or possibly clouds the meaning of the text or shades the meaning of the text that could keep me from seeing the text as it really is. And if that makes me a bad person, then then okay, that makes me a bad person. You go, you spend time watching The Chosen. I would say spend that time reading the actual Bible. That's what I would say, but hey, I mean, look, people, people are, I mean, I don't even know how many millions of dollars they've raised. People are supporting it with their time by watching it. They're supporting it with their evangelism efforts to share it with as many people as possible. And they are supporting it with their, their, their treasure, their money. And that, that that everyone can do that. Churches are showing it. It's 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 the thing. Showing it to the youth group. It's like the thing. And like, okay, well, great. We'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll see what 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 comes of it all. We we will see. We will see. All right. I'll stop right there. You can email me your disagreements to newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Please do not misinterpret anything that I've said to say that I'm not telling you not to watch it. I never do that. Watch it. Watch it all you want. I really don't care if you if that's what you want to do. Just you need to make sure you compare it to the word of God. There you go. All right. I'll stop right there. Everyone have a great night. God bless.